Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Shibe Sports Presents. My name is Johnny Goodtimes, along with my trusty colleague, uh, Reef. We are uh, absolutely thrilled and honored to have today's guest. Please welcome uh, Mr. Dan Baker to the show. Dan Baker. Thank you, John. It's an honor and a privilege. Fiftieth year, I believe this year is covering the Philadelphia Phillies. Is that right, Dan? Well, I I don't feel, uh, John and Reef, I can claim that because yes, this is my fiftieth year. Mm-hmm. However, and part of the reason that I have this uh, mask on is that uh, uh, due to uh, health challenge last year which would have been my 49th year as Philly's PA announcer, uh, I wasn't able to announce any regular season games. So I don't feel that I can – I did a couple of uh, summer camp games and I did an exhibition game with the Orioles, but I don't feel that, you know, I fulfilled my obligation for 49th season last year. So this year, which would have been my 50th, I consider this my 49th. And next year will be the 50th. And, gotcha. and if uh, uh, if that comes about, and I have every uh, hope that it will, um, I would only be the third public address announcer in Major League Baseball history yes, to sir. have announced for uh, 50 years or more. That's so, incredible. Incredible legacy. Absolutely. Thank you. I, hope, I hope you're proud because it's, 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 oh. it's an incredible feat. Oh, I am. I am. Uh, Thank you. Uh, it's uh, you know, it's funny. One of those guys, I believe his name was Pat Piper, was the PA yeah. announcer for the Chicago Cubs, and he wrapped up his career, I think, two or three years after you started yours. Yes. So between the two of you, uh, either you or Pat Piper has been announcing games since 1914. <laughs> yes, uh, yes, uh, that's quite a distinction. Yeah, Pat Piper. Uh, who has the record uh, for all Major League Baseball PA announcers, uh, announced for 59 years at Wrigley Field. In fact, when he started announcing, it wasn't called Wrigley Field. It was called Wiggum Park. He started um, in uh, 1916. Well, uh, Wiggum Park opened in 1916, and uh, Pat Piper uh, announced from, I guess, in 1916 through 1974. And, uh, you know, something, uh, uh, quite a legacy. Did, did you uh, did you know, at what age did you know that you had a knack for this kind of thing? What age did you know that you sounded good on the mic and that this might be a career that you, you, you could possibly see yourself doing? Well, you know, John... Uh, I don't know if I knew uh, from a young age that uh, I could do this professionally because I still had dreams of being a Philadelphia Philly myself. I was a pretty good baseball player and basketball. And uh, uh, so I still had dreams, as most of us boys do, uh, you know, uh, who participate in athletics, that I might play professional sports. Uh, However... Uh, all the while I was doing this, when I would be playing in the games, I would be announcing the games too, you know, like mimicking uh-huh. the PA announcers of the day, like the late, great Dave Zinkoff of the Philadelphia Warriors when I was a youth, and then later the, the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, 
and uh, uh, but uh, I, I would also hasten to add that my mother and father, who were just wonderful parents, I was so blessed. Uh, but uh, among the many gifts that they provided me, uh, they emphasized uh, speaking correctly and enunciating every syllable in a word and uh, making eye contact with people when you talk with them, you know, as a sign of, uh, you know, a friendly gesture. Uh, and so I was able to do all those things. And uh, from the time I was in elementary school, junior high school, high school, college, my teachers would select me for speaking parts, like in assembly programs and things like that, um, uh, because I could talk loudly and project and I spoke clearly. And as far as sports is concerned, having played sports, even though I wasn't good enough to play professionally, uh, I did know the game well. And, and I knew when it was appropriate, being a big fan myself, I knew when it was appropriate to uh, uh, emote, you know, uh, uh, to talk loudly and raise your voice in an excited way. And, uh, but, and I knew when it was not appropriate, you know, uh, they, I remember when I was growing up and uh, some of my teachers uh, would tell me and, uh, you know, you don't want to talk in a monotone voice. It's uninteresting and people are turned off. And that is true. Uh, but it's also true that you can't scream all the time. <laughs> right. you, know, like, you know, you can't do that. You have to know when to talk, uh, you know, uh, excitedly and when not to, you know, because mm -hmm. uh, it, it, it makes meaningless if you're going to yell all the time, you know, then it you don't know what are the high points, what are the low points, you know, right. you have to decipher that. So uh, thanks to my parents and, uh, you know, teaching and uh, playing sports and loving sports and going to Phillies games at Connie Mack Stadium when I was a kid. Oh, did I love that place. 21st mm -hmm. Street and Lehigh Avenue, uh, not uh, right across the street from Dobbins uh, High School, Dobbins Tech. And uh, it was uh, it was quite a place to... to do, you remember, do you remember the first time walking in? Oh, I do. I do. And from the first... John... And read from the first time that I walked in, I knew it was special. I mean, I used to take the subway from Center City. You know, I'd get on at, you know, uh, City Hall and go up to Lehigh Avenue, uh, Broad and Lehigh, which, by the way, was was where Baker Bowl used to be, you know. Right, right, right. Uh, at Broad and Lehigh, 15th and Huntington, you know, in that block. And, uh, but when I would walk those last seven blocks from the Broad Street subway station of Lehigh Avenue, right up, you know, west on Lehigh Avenue, and I would see those light standards, you know, for an evening game. Oh, my goodness. I was so excited. And then when you get inside and you hear all the sounds of the ballpark, you know, and, the, uh, you know, the the concessionaires and the, uh, the, the kids yelling, we want to hit and all that stuff. And uh, you could smell the cigar smoke and the, 
hot dogs and the sausage sandwiches and oh my gosh and then all of that green grass in the middle of the city so beautiful so immaculate you know and then there there they were out there you know some of the uh, greatest players in the game and for the F phillies robin roberts and richie ashburn for the giants willie mays for the Brooklyn Dodgers, you know, Jackie Robinson, Duke Snyder, Pee Wee Reese. Oh, my heavens. You know, just to, to see, you know, people like that. And uh, it was exciting. Mm -hmm. It sounds like early on in life you knew that one way or another you'd be around sports and connected to sports. Was that something that you always knew in your heart? Well, I, I loved it. I loved it. And uh, again, still at that young age, I clung to the hope that I might play it myself. Now, when I got older in high school and, uh, you know, I mean, I, I didn't even, I played, I was a starting shortstop for, at Audubon High School as a freshman for the freshman team and the JV team, but I didn't play varsity baseball in high school. Uh, I, I played on the freshman basketball team, it was undefeated, and later won a state championship, but I, nice. I was cut as a sophomore, I, you know. I, I was like the 15th man on a 15-man team. They were really good. And uh, so, I mean, and I was pretty good, too. I mean, sure, this, sure. this was one of the premier, at, at the time, one of the premier athletic high schools in South Jersey. You know, we had great teams across the board, uh, football, basketball, baseball, track, you know. Uh, and, uh, again, it, helped, it, it really helped me with my learning sports, Sure. Uh, you know, being a participant and uh, going to, you know, all the football games. And it was so exciting there, too, uh, going to the basketball games and, uh, you know, being a big fan. Uh, yeah, um, I want to. So we're, we're unveiling a new uh, Vet Stadium shirt um, today and, uh, you know, that we're that we're excited about. want to talk to you a little bit about your memories of the Vet. Oh. Uh, want to talk about. You know, I, I believe you started the second year of the vet was the year you started doing the that vet. Is correct. That is correct. I started wow. in 1972. The first year of the vet was 1971. And the mm -hmm. Phillies, played, Phillies played baseball at Veterans Stadium abroad in Patterson for 33 years, uh, 1971 through 2003. And uh, I did the PA announcing for 32 of those 33 years. Uh, well, you know, it's, it, people have sort of funny, um, you know, the vet is, is kind of uh, an amusing place. You know, they had the, you know, they had a jail in there. They had, a, as we found out recently, a man that lived in there. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I want to, uh, I want to kind of get your. Yeah. He's still there. He's still there. No, I know. <laughs> Uh, I want to get your sort of your sort of first take. You know, it was funny because we interviewed Trey Thomas uh, a week or two ago and asked him, you know, when you moved from uh, the vet over to the link, did you feel like it was an upgrade into a fancy, you know, from like kind of a Motel 8 into a fancy hotel? And he said, no. He said, I love the vet. He said every team was horrified to come play us when we played at the vet. So I'm, I'm kind of curious what your take was both on the vet and making that move um, from the vet over to uh, the current Citizens Bank ballpark. Well, I have many fond memories of Veterans Stadium. Uh, I uh, 
don't hold the same aesthetic appreciation uh, for Veterans Stadium as I did Connie Mack Stadium in Citizens Bank Park. I like natural fields, mm -hmm. you know, natural surface. Um, and, uh, you know, Veterans Stadium, uh, guys, was one of, oh, a number of stadiums across the country that was a multi-purpose stadium where you played both baseball and football. And, you know, soccer was played there too. Uh, but uh, I like a, you know, a baseball-only park or a sure. football stadium, you know, right. yeah. uh, as opposed to, you know, one size fits all. And in an effort to do that, it, it, it fits not, nobody. You know what I mean? Right. But mm -hmm. Veterans Stadium was large. It certainly was a huge upgrade over Connie Mack Stadium, which had fallen into disrepair uh, by the late 1960s. And, uh, of course, the last year of Connie Mack Stadium uh, was uh, 1970. Um, uh, but uh, for, for me, Veterans Stadium was just wonderful. Uh, and the, the Phillies won their first World Series there in 1980. I met my wife there. My wife, Kathy, uh, who's from Chester, Pennsylvania, uh, and is a proud clipper, went to Chester High School. Uh, she uh, worked in sales and marketing beginning in 1971. She actually started the year before I did. But uh, among the many things uh, uh, that I uh, thank the Phillies for, uh, first and foremost, is my wife, Kathy. <laughs> and uh, our, uh, thank you. Our, our children, Darren and Courtney, both work there as well. But um, uh, think of all of the, uh, uh, you know, great players, both for the Phillies and, you know, for their National League opponents. Uh uh, performed at Veterans Stadium, and I had the privilege to announce them. Uh, there were uh, three World Series, and of course, the first World Series the Phillies ever won was 1980, but they also played in the World Series at Veterans Stadium in 1983 and 1993. Uh, and then uh, I also uh, had the uh, honor to announce two Major League Baseball All-Star games at Veterans Stadium, 1976 and 1996. And then uh, I also had the privilege to announce a couple of NFC championship games uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles uh, at, uh, at Veterans Stadium. Well, I did 2002, 2003, and 2004. And uh, excuse me, I think we just won an NFC championship game perhaps at uh, uh, – did were you there? Did you do the 1980 Eagles Dallas game? Uh, I I did, but not as the PA announcer. My first year as the Eagles PA announcer was 1985. Okay. In, 19, in 1980, I was a spotter for the national telecast of the Eagles Cowboys game with Pat Summerall and Tom Brookshire. Wow. I helped them identify, you know, the ball carriers sure. and the tacklers and so forth. And um, so that that was a lot of fun. But I was not yet doing the Eagles PA announcing, which uh, I uh, enjoyed immensely uh, from 1985 uh, through uh, 2013. When, you know, that when the, when the Phillies moved to Citizens Bank Park, when the Eagles moved to Lincoln Financial Field, I went with them.
you know. Mm-hmm. So, right. Uh, but uh, any any games at the vet that particularly stand out? Well, of course, uh, winning the the world the first World Series. You know, mm-hmm. remember Doug McGraw uh, jumping up right. in the air uh, after he struck out Willie Wilson uh, in uh, nineteen eighty. Uh, you know that was great. Uh, I mentioned those two All Star games. Uh, I'll never forget. Uh, they called it Black Friday, uh, nineteen seventy seven when the Phillies were uh, favored to beat the Dodgers yeah. and were meeting. Uh, uh, and then uh, there was an unf- unfortunate series of events, uh, like in the ninth inning mm-hmm. uh, uh, of that Friday game. Uh, and uh, the Phillies ended up losing that game. But, and, you know, I'll just ne- never forget the, uh, the call in the ninth inning of that game when Davey Lopes, who later became a very good Phillies coach, right. he was one of the fastest players in all of Major League Baseball, and uh, he hit a ball that uh, was smashed, and Mike Schmidt just missed coming up with it. It tipped his glove, and it went over to the shortstop hole, and Larry Boa barehanded that ball, barehanded <laughs> it, and threw in one motion to Richie Hebner at first base, and they nipped Davy Lopes. But the umpire, Bruce Freming, a very good umpire, incidentally, although he missed this one, he called uh, Davy Lopes safe. And I think he did uh, what many people might have done in that situation. He figured, look, this is one of the fastest runners in baseball. He just hit a ball that caromed off the third baseman to the deep shortstop hole. There's no way that you can throw out one of the fastest runners. <laughs> Yeah, he's got to be safe. But right. if we had replay, then it would have shown he was out. Uh, right. The, I'll tell I'm, you I'm people, so I'm so impressed with the fact that you can remember these plays and these names. I can't remember anything from two days ago. How do you keep all that up in that that massive brain of yours, sir? I, I do you have well, a system? Or? Yeah. Well, thank you for saying I have a massive brain. I'm not so sure about that. <laughs> there are, I, I have a selective memory, Reef. Uh, 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 but, um, uh, you know, these things are just embedded, you know. I, it, it was so exciting. Uh, you know, uh, growing up, I, uh, one of my favorite photos uh, – by the way, is me interviewing Wilt Chamberlain. That was he. Wilt was one of my heroes growing mm-hmm. up, and uh, oh, what a player he was! I'll never forget, you know, him dunking the ball over Bill Russell at Convention Hall. Of course, there's a big hospital now there. Uh, you know, Hup. You know, part of the uh, hospital, of the University of Pennsylvania system, but uh, you know, I- I'll just never forget. You know, some of those. Uh, they called him Richie then, but uh, Rich Allen preferred to be called Dick Allen, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, but he, you know, hitting balls over the rooftop of uh, left field at, at Connie Mack Stadium. My right. goodness, yeah, um, oh man, it is. Uh, but uh, you know, th- those World Series games at the vet, uh, the NFC Championship game against uh, Tampa. Uh, you know, which, uh, oh my gosh, I never heard it louder uh, uh, than 
with the uh, kick return, and then Deuce Staley went in for a touchdown, and Eagles yeah. took the lead. Yeah. I thought we were on our way, and oh, yeah. Tampa had never won. I think when it was above, or when it was yeah, below 40. forty degrees, you know, I thought, oh boy, this is going to be great. The the deck was shaking, you know. Yeah. I, you know, uh, <laughs> as I said, uh, well, you know, I was a spotter for the nineteen eighty. Game when the Eagles beat the Cowboys and you know advanced to the Super Bowl, but in in that year 2002, uh, you know I was the PA announcer, and I'm telling you, the room where we were you know working from, it was shaking. <laughs> Deuce Staley scored, and you know right. the, great, the great kick return by Brian Mitchell, the, you right. know, the, the the opening kickoff all the way back yeah. to you know the the. 20 or whatever it was and uh it was just you could feel it was you know like an earthquake you know mm. it was so loud i'll never forget that and uh you know i, I and uh I, I can remember announcing tackle number 92 reggie white you know mm. and, uh, you know just uh, uh you know donovan McNabb had a lot of great years for the eagles sure. there and, uh, I announced Ron Jaworski, uh, you know, as quarterback number seven, and uh, you know, a lot, a lot of great Eagles memories there. And uh, you know, I re I, I remember I the, Dan, Dan. I wonder with with uh, you know with um, you know you're in a game or you're on the mic in a game yeah. like that or a game or you know the 2008 World Series, and and let's be yeah. honest. You're from around here. Oh, you're, yeah. you know, there's no cheering in the press box, but we we know. Uh, but how do you? How are you able to have a certain inflection and a certain voice without you know sort of betraying your fandom? But at the same time, we know you're excited. How are yeah. you able to kind of walk that line in a game where the the place is just electric? Well, I have to remember John and Reef that. My first responsibility is to those fans. You know, I have a job to perform, and that is to properly identify and to identify uh, accurately and uh, concisely, you know, who the participants are, who the batter is, you know, or uh, if there's a pinch hitter or there's a defensive substitute or in football. You know, you have to properly identify who it is that's carrying the ball, who made the tackle. So uh, if I get hung up in a moment and I'm screaming and shouting and you can't understand what I'm saying, I'm doing a disservice to the fans. I'm not helping them. Right. And when Bill Giles hired me, he said, remember now, uh, you're not the star of the show. Those players are the star of the show. You know, your job is to announce them, introduce them, get in and get out. And, you know, let the game tell the story. Uh, mm -hmm. And I try to do that. Now, when that microphone is off, I'm <laughs> off. You know, and I got to be careful. I never push the wrong button because I could be gone. You know, <laughs> there have been a couple of times, you know, when when things haven't gone well for the Phils or the Eagles, you know, where I, I get pretty excited. You let them know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, uh, then uh, uh, and I also get just as excited more so when things are going well i mean my goodness when we won the world series when the phillies won the world series you know and uh uh 
that was just so exciting. That, that 93 team, the Phillies, it was, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. and Darren Dalton and mm -hmm. that whole group, Terry Mulholland, Tommy yeah. Green, Kurt Schilling. Uh, geez, that, that was a pretty good team. And uh, uh, just so many great stars over the years. Uh, right. You know, and how, uh, you know, uh, well, I know this is about is about the vet, but the, you know that uh, uh, Jimmy Rollins, Chase Utley, Ryan Howard group, sure. you know, two thousand seven sure. to two thousand eleven at Citizens Bank Park. My oh, God, yeah. oh, that that's was awesome. Time. That's Great that, that's that's probably the best era of Phillies baseball, and I would say mm -hmm. uh, the second would have been, you know, the in the seventies with Schmidt, Luzinski, Boa, Carlton. Trio, right. uh, right. you know that. You, oh man, yeah. uh, what a group that was! Yeah, um, and that had to be fun too because that team was so bad in the early seventies when you were just yeah. getting started, and just to see it, got see them yeah. improve, um, improve, improve, and finally get that payoff in nineteen eighty yeah. must have been pretty satisfying as a fan. Oh, it really was, and, I, and I'll tell you what else is really special, uh, John and Reef. When uh, when we have Wall of Fame night. When we have Wall of Fame night, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, I have a chance to introduce again some of the greatest. Right. Number 32, Steve Carlton. Yeah. Third baseman, Mike Schmidt. Sure. Number 15, third baseman, Dick Allen. You know, now I had a chance to introduce Dick when he came back for his second tour of duty with the That's Phillies. Right. Yeah. And, and that would have been 75 and 76. And, uh, you know, he was, uh, I, I showed you his bat. I have one of Dick Allen's bats. Right. Uh, and you uh, always had a good relationship with the players and the coaches and stuff. They always showed much respect and vice versa, I assume. Yeah, you know, I, I I'm real good friends with uh, Greg Luzinski and uh, Art Mahaffey, who is one of the stars at Connie Mack Stadium. Uh, you know, he was a member of that starting rotation in the, the '64 team that just missed yeah. uh, the famous team that had a six and a half game lead with 12 to go. It was led by yeah. Dick Allen and Johnny Callison, Jim Bunning, Chris Short, uh, but uh, they just missed. Uh, but, uh, um, I, I get to meet just about all of them and, but, uh, I, I don't have like deep friendships with everybody. It's really, uh, but it, it, you know, uh, certainly a casual, uh, a friendly relationship. And when I see them on the field, I'd always wave and, you know, I mm -hmm. saw Jimmy Rollins was in just a couple of weeks ago to do the, the TV uh, one weekend for the Phillies uh, this year, and uh, you know he came over and gave me a big hug. He saw, you know, I saw him. He saw me, you know, and uh, uh, I remember introducing him on the field before the games, you know. And I would, when sometimes he'd be out there running, and when I introduced his name in starting lineup, I would point to him. You know, he point back to me, uh, and uh, so uh, uh, it, it's been a. a a great honor getting to know some of them. And, mm -hmm. uh, Any favorite players? Well, uh, well, Greg Luzinski certainly is a favorite. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I try not to have uh, 
my favorites tend to be the ones that give me the most fun announcing. <laughs> Number 12, second baseman, Mickey Morandini. Morandini. I was gonna, yeah, I was gonna ask him to do that before we got off. So he yeah. I wanted to hear that one again. Here's another one that I uh, love saying. Number 53, right fielder Bobby Abreu. Abreu, yeah. yeah. You and uh you like that alliteration, Dan. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, you know, with, with the uh, polysyllabic words, the multiple syllables, you know, uh, you can do more, you know, in in the uh, vocal interpretation of saying your name. You can do a lot more with uh, Greg Luzinski than you can with Bob Boone, you know. And, uh, Bob, you know? and uh, so it's not a question of, you know, maybe liking one player more than another, but uh, how you can say their name, you know, can be more fun. Uh, it seems like the more syllables, the more fun it can be, and there's more things you can do with it. Uh, right. But... Uh, uh, I mean, I, I try to put as much energy as I have into every introduction, whether it's a big star or whether it's a bench player, you know, right. and uh, uh, you had it, a uh, you had a story, Dan, uh, when we talked to you last time when you were at the store a couple years ago. And I, I wanted to get it on the record, if you wouldn't mind. It was about uh, the Philadelphia Blazers. Yeah, uh, hockey team. Well, we're kind of going way off here. We've been talking yeah. a lot of baseball, a little football. We're going off, off, off a little bit. But this is a pretty fun story because I believe you were the PA announcer for that short-lived franchise. Is that right? I sure was. In fact, I've got a, a hockey puck. I, 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 I have you some. Red one? I don't know if you know. See that big five logo over my shoulder here? Yeah. You know? yeah. I mean, I've got some pretty neat things here. Right. Uh, and uh, I I feel so, you know, growing up in Philadelphia, I love the city. You know, I mm -hmm. love the people here. I root for all the teams. Uh, right. I root for all the sports. Uh, but uh, the Blazers, my goodness, Derek Sanderson, Johnny McKenzie, Bernie Perrant. Uh, uh, and, uh, you know, they were they were a pretty good team. But uh, but the 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 memorable one was that first oh, game right where they oh. handed out the red hockey pucks to all the fans that came through and then they had some technical difficulties is that right? Well, the ice the the ice. Uh, Bill Friday, the referee, skated over to me and he said, "The only thing this ice is good for is making a gin and tonic." Because, <laughs> because as you would try to skate on it, you, you the feet. You know, the skates would go right through it. It wasn't strong enough. I don't know why, you know, what the technical problem was. But uh, there was a full convention hall. I think they called it the Civic Center then at 34th and Civic Center Boulevard, now a hospital. And uh, so here's a, a full Civic Center. And, uh, of course, this is the same place, Reef, where uh, the – you know, the 76ers play, that's where, the, you know, sure. in 66, 67, they had one of the greatest uh, NBA teams of all time. Jeez, mm -hmm. uh, Will Chamberlain, Luke Jackson, Billy Cunningham, Wally <laughs> Jones, Al Greer. Oh, man. Uh, but anyway, so uh, here is the first night of the Philadelphia Blazers. 
all these people and they give out these hockey pucks. I got a hockey. I'm going to get a hockey puck before I leave and to show you. I have one right over here. So now they said, what are we going to do? We got all these people, these hockey pucks. They're going to start throwing them. You know, they're going to be upset. You know, and uh, so they, they, uh, Frank Rizzo was then the mayor of Philadelphia. So they got Mayor Rizzo. Oh, they, no, they hit him with pucks? Well, <laughs> mayor Rizzo came on the ice uh, and the, the Philadelphia Blazers and the Civic Center officials uh, uh, asked the mayor to go out to center ice and to make an announcement that the game would not be played. They they were half afraid to say the game wasn't going to be played. That they would start right. a shower of these pucks. You right. know, somebody might get hurt. So sure enough, the mayor comes out. Ladies, you know, he was a, a big fella and he had sure. a commanding voice. Uh, and uh, you know, so he's saying he's trying to be diplomatic about it. And uh, but he but he concludes by saying, unfortunately, we have a technical problem. It'll be corrected, and in the next couple of days or weeks, you know, we'll, we'll be able to have home games again. But uh, for tonight, this game is canceled. Ooh, oh, my gosh. People started booing, and they're throwing these pucks. <laughs> I, I, I'm in the, uh, you know, the little booth where, where you do the PA announcing from. Fortunately, there, you know, there's the – the plexiglass, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. right? So you know, I I could lean into it. <laughs> so I don't have to worry about getting bombarded. But uh, oh my gosh, uh, you're, you're I mean, you have to be at that point. You're you have to still be a pro, right? Like you have to say, please stop throwing objects onto the ice. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, at at that point, uh, you know, they were relying on the mayor. They they figured that you know perhaps he could. Well, nope, nope, nope. So, oh man, it, that was that was something. But you know, I I tell you what, I really I really enjoyed that. One yeah. time, uh, uh, Gene Hart, for whom I had the greatest respect, the great great announcer for the Philadelphia Flyers, uh, he said, "Hey, uh, were you embarrassed to do the Blazers for that one year?" You know. And I said, no, I, it was a great experience for me. I loved it. And I did the TV for the away games on Channel 12 with Bob McLean. We did a dozen of them. And uh, and I did the PA for all the home games. And so for me, it was a lot of fun. It was, a, you know, it was a great experience. And, you know, I, I cherish, uh, uh, of course, the Phillies and the Eagles. They're the most high-profile PA work that I've done, but I, I did the PA for Temple football one year, and uh, I've done the PA for uh, all five of the big five basketball teams, in addition to doing the radio play-by-play -play for like 21 years, and I did the uh, Drexel uh, basketball radio play-by-play -play for 15 years, so uh, I've got a little experience, you know, the Blazers hockey, I filled in for Lou Nolan at the Flyers during uh, the Eric Lindros years, mm -hmm. and, and I filled in for Dave Zinkoff at the Spectrum uh, to do Sixers games. Wow, so, I didn't realize that. I, I'm pretty sure I'm the only PA announcer uh, in Philadelphia sports history that uh, has done the PA for the uh, all four majors. 
That's incredible. Wow, that's wild, life, man. Yeah, what a life. Yeah, I want to. I, I want to ask you. You know, because you've done all the sports. You've been in the spectrum. You've been at Shibe. You've been at Convention Hall. You know, you've 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 been in every arena, every stadium in the city of Philadelphia. Do you have one that you would say was your favorite? Well, you know, the Palestra, the Palestra is pretty Uh, And I uh, served as a Big Five executive secretary for 15 years and uh, did the radio play-by-play for 21 years. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, and, you know, did a lot of great games at the Palestra and and also did a lot of, uh, you know, I, I went with Penn when they went to the Final Four in 1979 with that great, uh, you know, Tony Price team and Bobby Willis, Bob Weinhauer was the head coach, um, James Booney Salters. And that was the year that Irvin Magic Johnson and Michigan State beat Larry Bird in Indiana State. Wow. I was first side. Wow. You know, uh, for that championship game. game, Penn played DePaul in the national, uh, console, you know, in the consolation game. Right. Uh, uh, Penn had lost to Michigan State in the semifinal game. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, Indiana State, which was, I think, undefeated, uh, 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 defeated DePaul. And then Michigan State, of course, beat Indiana State for the championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, before we before we let you go, I know you've you're you're back at the ballpark now. You you know, like you said earlier, you had to take last year off. Um, how excited are you to be back at the ballpark? Oh, so, so much. So I, I so look forward, you know, to getting back and uh, uh, I'm so grateful to the doctors and uh, nurses and staff at, at Jefferson for taking such good care of me. And of course, uh, my family has just, uh, my wife has been unbelievable. Uh, she's had to coordinate. Uh, I haven't been able to drive since uh, my surgery last August because uh, I, I lost some vision in my right eye. Sure. Uh, and uh, uh, but I, I'm very fortunate, and uh, despite uh, you know a lot of surgery and the radiation and all that stuff, uh, I had a PET scan on March 1st. I'm cancer free, and uh, wow. thank you. The Phillies will have me, and uh, God blesses me with good health, and I can continue to perform at a high level, uh, which I've lost no energy, by the way. And I think if you if you ever talk to you know my coworkers, I work with some wonderful people uh, at uh, in Fanavision, you know, at Citizens Bank Park, and I think they will tell you I have just as much enthusiasm for the Phillies today as I did when I started fifty years ago uh, in nineteen seventy two. I mean, I love doing it, Uh, and I I think if, if the fans relate to me or associate with me uh it's because uh i'm one of them you know i live and die with the teams you right. can hear it in my voice you know <laughs> when, yeah. when the Phillies are doing well and he goes man i am so excited and dude and when they're not do- hey you know <laughs> i'm disappointed and uh and so I, you know, I think I'm one of them. I, I think they feel that, and they they know they're getting clear and unvarnished. <laughs> this is, what, you know, and uh, and and you know that's the way you want it, and that's way way the way we Philadelphians are. You know, uh, just uh, let's get right to the point. What's going on here? You know, and right, 
Uh, and by the way, I, this Phillies team, I'm excited about this team. They're, they're showing some fight. They won again last night. They mm-hmm. So, you know, they're going to win this road series with Washington. They're playing this afternoon. Right. And, uh, you know, it's uh, I, I love Joe Girardi. He was the yeah. manager of the Yankees in 2009. Right. When yep. For the only time in our history, went to our second back-to-back World back Series. World series yeah. yeah. Which they beat Tampa Bay in 2008, but lost to the New York Yankees in 2009. Joe Girardi was the manager of the Yankees then. He's the manager of the Phillies now. Yeah, right. All right, Dan. Well, we are uh, we have we have thoroughly enjoyed this, and we can't thank you enough for taking the time out to to hang out with. Uh, Appreciate with you, sir. You are class act all the way. Thank you. Thank you, Reef. Thank you. Thank you, John. Great to be with you guys. Absolutely, and hopefully, uh, yeah, hopefully we'll get you back at the uh, get you back at the store at some point. Uh, we had so much fun when we had you last time, so hopefully we can do that again oh, yeah. soon. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. I'm I'm happy to come back. All right, awesome. well, great. Well, we look forward to seeing you at the ballpark and hearing you at the ballpark. And uh, yeah, we uh, we hope you have a uh, great rest of the week. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, the 2021 World Series champion. Philadelphia Phillies. There it is. Woo! <laughs> All right. Thanks so much, Dan. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Bye.